Oh, well, Hydra, this is the fringe. Awesome, right back at you. I've got my end recording in Audacity right here, too, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> yep. Record. Okay. Oh, did I make sure that it was using the right microphone? Mine, it is. Yeah, mine's <laughs> using the right one. Cool. Um, Let's see. As I'm talking, my voice is capping out at about, like, like negative 12 to negative 9. How about yours? Let's see. Let's. My audacity window is too small for me to get any good information on that. Um, <laughs> mine's capping capping out just a little bit hotter than that. Um, negative nine, okay. to negative Shouldn't... six. So I'll bring it down a bit. Cool. And that should do the thing. Yeah, shouldn't be too much of a problem because, like, um, you know, I'll be I'll be normalizing these both independently of each other. So gotcha. Yeah, I think um, it was particularly bad when I was, like, humming continuously. That was the problem. <laughs> um, but there we go. Now it's now it's closer to 12 and 9, so um, I think we should be good. Yep. Cool. Also, it looks like um, any attempt to, like, change the recording volume on my end is going to be futile because uh, it looks like Hangouts is doing the thing where it hijacks <laughs> that setting. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and it... And it, like, adjusts it on the fly as it sees fit. Right, right. Ah, yes, the, the magic of Hangouts. Love it. Truly, truly. It's it's great if you're, like, in a conference call in a busy room, but not so mm-hmm. much for any other use. Uh, before we get too far into our recordings, do we want to do a 3, 2, 1 clap? Sure. Um, all right. Uh, on my mark. Ready? Yep. 3, 2, 1 Got it. Was that wow? That was lined up on your end. Yeah. Was it pretty off for you? Oh yeah, but it should work out. <laughs> Latency. They always yeah they always work out. Yep. Um. So let's see. That was that was about two minutes in on mine. How about your end? Uh, two minutes thirty three. Okay, not too bad. Yep. Yep. That ma- that does kind of make sense because I uh started about I started almost immediately after we uh both were on the call. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it sounded like Audacity fired up a little bit later for you. So it's yeah. all good. I'm actually super psyched for this because um, it's so it's it's interesting that CGP Grey video. I remember when that came out in like uh, 2014, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my goodness. I remember that was like I was listening to Hello Internet um, consistently at the time. And uh, that was kind of a big deal. What's for Hello him. Internet? Was that a podcast? Oh, yeah. Hello Internet is a podcast. Uh, sorry for the typing there. Hello Internet podcast. It, I think they... Oh, it's hellointernet.fm. I'll put it in the fringe notes here. Excellent. Um, where did it go? Ta-da! It is a podcast... Um, oh, hey, it's by him. Yeah, okay. CGP Grey, Brady Heron... <laughs> yeah uh it was good it i listened to it for a while i don't know if they're still doing it um when my commute oh yeah sure enough looks like uh july like... 25th 2017 is their latest episode yeah so it's still happening that's good they always like mm-hmm. the thing about cgp gray is like um uh he is very kind of uh defensive in the way that he schedules things which is probably something that i should okay. i should adopt um, but basically, f- 
for the entirety of the time that I listened to Halloween Night, which which is I believe back when they were doing like quote unquote seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But he was basically like, "Oh, well, we're only going to do, you know, we might do one season, maybe two, if we really like it." And they've basically continued it in perpetuity, which is nice. Um, but nice, uh, you know, he, he, uh, and you, you probably got this from watching any video that he's ever done. But he's very much like, "Oh, well, I'm only going to like sign up for as much as I, um, I I'm only going to ever like set expectations for as much as I can handle." Whereas uh, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I tend to be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's let's do all the yeah, things. Yeah, let's do a bi- let's do a biweekly show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, biweekly shows do sound awesome, but it's, it's the execution that's difficult, particularly uh, when when we're all full time and like, yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say about Hello Internet though? Um, oh, we probably kind of explained it when as we were also talking about hello internet but like um i know there was a big deal about about the scarcity video and he put a lot of like time and effort both into production of it and like emotionally Mm -hmm. as to like how he wanted to write that script um because like at that point um it it, it's not so much that it was one of his earlier videos as, as much as it is like one of a number of videos that had kind of gone really viral for him Right, um, I'd 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 buy the statement that that kind of helped to put him on the map. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and there were a bunch of other ones that were like it too. Like there was there were there was a series I think twenty ten or twenty eleven maybe that mm-hmm. like uh, he did about the electoral college. Um, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and I think that was that was probably like the earliest ones that put him on the map. Uh, and then this was this was I think he started Hello Internet maybe a year two years after he went um, kind of so solo as like a youtube uh a youtuber right like he he is now Mm -hmm. fully employed as a person who makes things on the internet which is cool um but as a result he was like you know this is something that's almost like more controversial it might cause very very like um very rufflesome feathers feathers. that's a good yeah it might cause reactions lots of reactions um Mm -hmm. you know because like uh i think it's kind of an un- warning. This video may cause a reaction, right? Reactions of what sort? Who knows? But reactions, right? Because he, he was more or less like, um, yeah, it's kind of a known quantity that among or it's, it's kind of a, a settled issue among people who work in tech and people who work mm-hmm. in automation that like, yeah, um, you know, manufacturing as we know it is more repeatedly handled by um by machines than humans and it causes less injuries and there are you know quote unquote almost no downsides from uh a management perspective right um right to to using uh machine labor instead of human labor and that 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 theorem kind of applies in more or less every industry um Mm -hmm. but i think um well and at, at the risk of at the risk of diving into the show in the fringe like uh one of the things that's really kind of interesting to me is like i've I've noticed like my own personal reaction to stuff like that working where where i work and doing the the work that i do um and particularly i'll I'll, we'll talk a little bit about this later too i'm I'm sure but like particularly the place where i work as in like the literal physical neighborhood where i work makes that Mm -hmm. kind of interesting too um because like in the north loop it's very much a bunch of um you know uh bespoke uh slow drip coffee shops and um mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, hand and, and uh, artist laughs. clothing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but um, what am I but somebody who creates bespoke handcrafted single origin software? Uh, right um <laughs> yeah and like uh you know I, I think in the same way that you know I, as he talks about in the video and I, i'm sure i'm sure now i'm getting to the point where we'll rehash this and maybe i should just shut up but like um as he talked about in the video it's like it, it's um people who make money off of things like building you know uh off of things like movie studios uh or making movies i should say um like that's that's not often the case most people who make movies don't make astronomical amounts of money making movies right yeah Um, and it's and it's i think people are only really beginning to see that kind of thing now that um you know now that everybody can be a content creator and it's like oh yeah the vast majority of people who are doing this uh you know are, are making like two bucks a year right no for sure for sure well, that's that's all I, I will allow myself to have of that tangent before we get into the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the on the subject of uh, only promising what what you can uh, what you feel that you can consistently deliver on, um, second opinion and and the extra dimension, I you know struggled with trying to figure out what uh, you know what schedule I could maintain on those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's only this this summer that I finally settled on like biweekly for second opinion and then monthly for uh, for the extra dimension. Nice. And and I think and I think I'll be able to keep that up. Right on. Good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely one one of the biggest things that I've noticed about about myself and the way that I need to best like implement that is by like just timing. Uh, uh, making sure that I actually set aside time for anything mm-hmm. in particular, as opposed to just saying, yes, my calendar is clear at this, at this very moment, because things happen. Like, for example, we were going to record a podcast and I was like, yeah, I don't have anything going on in, uh, on, on Wednesday. Cause I literally looked mm-hmm. at my calendar and there was nothing going on on Wednesday. And then Tuesday night, I am on a plane to Seattle for a conference for work. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, this ain't going to work out. <laughs> we, had a, we had a recording there and I, you know, I, ended, I did end up bringing my mic, but then mm-hmm. what, what happens when you're in a, in a new town, your Airbnb host isn't there. And it's like, Oh, right. So I remember that. You one. do remember that one. I suck. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think a thing that I've certainly, uh, developed quite a bit quite quickly on is like, uh, is that, <laughs> you know, anywho, what do you say? Should we been, get this show I've been on finding it. Yeah, so um, I got a couple more things on universal basic income that I want to jot down here because I like that's that's the subject in here that uh, is the least fleshed out. Roger that. Um, yeah. And and then I want to kind of like cut and paste things uh, to shuffle them around in order. No worries. Um, yeah. This is man. This is the document that I have uh, spent the most real world time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know putting together mm. and it's still not done especially on the subject of like universal basic income since that's such a hot topic right now right like, um you know vox.com is publishing it feels like three articles on the subject a day, and i'm just like yeah i gotta eat it all up and then 
but you know, if I never stop, then I then this will never, this podcast will never happen. Uh, I getcha, I getcha. I'm actually going to put a couple more links in there for you too. I apologize for uh, <laughs> for uh, feeding this or making this further, but there's an oft maligned. I don't know if you heard about this, the Y Combinator uh, basic income experiment. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I should have looked into that more. No, no worries, no worries. It's uh, you know. It's it's one of those things where like Y Combinator is kind of a a, a thing. It it has it is simultaneously kind of nice and super problematic. Um, but they have an experiment that's that's underway presently about uh, uh what a universal basic income uh how how people react to a universal basic income and what the logistics are of distributing universal basic income etc. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, they're doing they're doing it in Oakland, which is like interesting, uh, mm-hmm. right? But who knows? Uh, that's there hasn't been anything else that I've seen since uh, since June about this. Or sorry, right? Not just June, June of twenty sixteen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I've got a ton of articles from last summer because that's when I started like yeah, just gathering links for this <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean. Oh, well, you know, I say that, but sure enough, it looks like there's a marketplace uh, interview with the folks who are under, uh, who, who are uh, kind of underway with this study. So I'll add this in there too, just so we've got it. There we go. What the heck? Yeah? The church across the street is ringing its bells like five hours before the top of the hour. Oh no! Also, it's it's three p.m. and that's way more bongs than than three. What's going on? Somebody's, Is there some national emergency? Right. Somebody must be just uh, resetting it. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like uh, that droid oh, sound. You- you know, it'd be wild as if like you know they they restart the system and and it goes like. Be do do do. Yeah. Like somehow the the bells like. Yeah. The, the make the Windows XP startup sound or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be awesome. Wow, it is still going. Can you hear that? Uh, I'm trying to focus in on it, but I don't think. I think Google is messing. I think Hangouts is removing it because it's. I can I, hear, it, but it's pretty faint. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I'm looking in Audacity, uh, even, and it it wasn't going above like minus 57 minus 54 so it's negligible yeah i could see that hangouts would consider that noise and kind of duck it a bit mm-hmm. on those frequencies. i love man i love this microphone though yes is that a um that's the sure or the audio technica the at this is the audio technica gotcha atr 2100 yeah that's the one that's the one right on I'm still when, I, when I saw that guy who was mm-hmm. who was uh, selling a whole bunch of like Rode microphones in my, my in my neighborhood, I was like, "Yeah, microphones." And then I looked at them all. And I'm like, "Those are two hundred dollars." Yeah, I bought a sixty dollar microphone that I am very happy with. Thank you very much. Yeah, I getcha. I getcha. So I talked up that marketplace interview, and it looks like basically all that they say is, yeah, we don't know whether a basic income would work yet or not, but that's definitely <laughs> the objective of our study. Psh, removing that with prejudice. A whole lot of talk and nothing said. Right. But, I mean, you know, that's a similar thing. That that 
can happen a lot with these like privately funded research things and even with publicly funded research things. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking back to an article that I read this morning. I'm thinking all the way back to this morning uh, when uh, there, was, there was a piece about how like so much of the infrastructure that powers the internet is maintained by volunteers, often one or two people. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a thing by the Ford Foundation. And I just, I read it and I was just like, I don't, I, the way it was written was just like, oh my goodness gracious. I, I want to see if I can find it now, even though it's not related to what we're talking about. Uh, but it's just like that, the way that they discussed it was just so bonkers. Ah, so there's a better, there's a better one that's from like an old report from about a year ago. But then the, the more recent one is kind of, kind of a little, I don't know, it's just weird. Uh, and I, I say this as somebody who used to write um, non-technical summaries of technical documents. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But like, there's there's something about like summarizing these ideas in a way that like, that also kind of like, well, I don't know, this guy who wrote, who claims to have written it seems to be a pretty, somebody who should, who should know better than to say a lot of the things he says. But um, that's, you know, I like that there are a lot of assumptions about open source software people make, but have totally no bearing on this uh, on this project. And like, yes, mm-hmm. we should support people who are building open source software, and we should um, encourage more people to contribute and to attain a level of technical knowledge that they can thoroughly review and like make that software better. But like, this paper seems to like indicate that we should like privatize open source software, which is like, whoa, not the that thing yeah what let's let's do the other thing um and and also like they're they're and they use the like ruby gems as an example which is like yeah here, here here's a direct quote from it here um in 2013 a security a critical security flaw was discovered in an obscure website called ruby gems pause for a second there ruby gems is not obscure continue <laughs> <laughs> which manages some of the freely available code at companies like twitter hulu and airbnb rely on anytime they want to update their code um pausing for a second basically they go on to to paraphrase this they go on to describe how basically somebody noticed the security flaw during work during like the work day and basically everybody at ruby gems it has a full-time job elsewhere um Mm -hmm. but oftentimes writing ruby code and they also would rely on on ruby gems but they make it basically sound like these people had to focus on their uh on their day job work and could not care about ruby gems which is like so messed up because like Mm -hmm. That's not what this is. And then, and then uh, this, this quote here is the kicker. Uh, quote, but what if Ruby gems were being relied upon by hospitals or electric companies, companies whose services are essential to the functioning of entire economies or systems and infrastructures that, can't, that can mean the difference between life and death? It could happen, uh, end quote, which is just like bonkers preposterous. You know how many like, hospitals are running off of apps that, that run Ruby? And it's like the answer is not the, – the, um, the answer to the question they posed is not the – um yeah Ugh. it's just like and i i would i would pose the counter question as well like do you know how many hospitals and like yeah. educational institutions and everything rely on software from proprietary vendors who yep. are very dissatisfied with the service that they are getting from those vendors who they are buying this proprietary software from and there's absolutely nothing that they can do to make it better absolutely absolutely like the what what this article should be saying is that writing software sucks. <laughs> we should <laughs> we should try to make it suck less, right? Um, yeah, oy, 
that's a actually i kind of want to put this in podkit and the, the next podkit thing and then i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna look at this in like a week when we record again um a week two weeks six weeks um and uh put it in that uh the the future uh what, what did ryan call it future topics yes future uh, topics. document yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but there's just like, I, I just have such a feeling, um, uh, oh, I managed to open up the web inspector, Google docs. I should never be allowed to touch Google docs. It's a problem. Um, (laughs) um, but like, I don't know as like, because I, I've worked on enterprise software for essentially continuously for the past four years. Um, like the the problem that we need to solve is not that there is not enough review of things and instead that we should be a encouraging more people to contribute and encouraging more people to get to a level where their reviews can be better right um reviews in the sense of like actually making sure that that um that the code that's being that's being executed in these production environments and these important like mission critical things where like life and death is at stake because there is lots of crappy code being run that in situations where life and death is at stake. Um, we just need to make sure that people are equipped to do better at all of that, whether they're, whether they're working on proprietary products or open source products, it's open sources, uh, is not a problem. And it's not even a symptom of the problem. It's like the closest thing we have to a solution to the problem of proprietary software, but there you go. That's Brandon getting political before we've even started the topic. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I mean, you know, it's in the fringe now, so Yo. Nobody will ever hear it. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny about um, the, well, I was going to say the latest fringe, but I realized that the latest fringe is actually that bogus video one that I put up uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. to test the CMS. Um, but no, the, the, the latest real fringe uh, mm-hmm. is um, from, from the time that uh, Ryan and I recorded like four second opinion episodes all in one sitting. Nice. And and so you get you get the in between each of those episodes, uh, and so you can kind of get like a sneak peek of like upcoming topics for second opinion. <laughs> but That's it's awesome. but it's also kind of hard to follow. <laughs> no, I get you. That's awesome though. Oh, you know, it'd been really devious if I had actually put the segments out of order in that fringe episode. Yes, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. So having this microphone right in front of my face uh, is forcing me to really practice at my touch typing skills. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I can see how that'd be harder to um, harder to see where you're, mm-hmm. where you're typing for sure. Especially with the pop filter. Okay, let's see here. Da-da-da-da. I think yeah, I think UBI's got to go last. Sounds good to me. Because that is like the here is a possible solution. Yep. Uh, click 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 paste i think that let's see okay so broad overview of post-scarcity um automation is the driving force workforce upheaval is a result of that we'll have to rethink society universal basic income boom that seems good to me oh my gosh there's this is a huge wall of text (laughs) 
it's gonna it's gonna be a lot to get through in a short amount of time. And I have I have a separate document too where I'm tracking some things that I'm gonna toss in here or there. Um, okay. But uh, we'll uh, I'll I'll leave those out so we can I'll I'll jump in when when you cut <laughs> if that makes sense if anything or if we yeah um I mean if you if you want to oh geez what did I just do uh, I hope that okay yeah um if you if you like want to actually insert those in here wherever they actually go uh, oh, so that no. you don't have to like be cross-referencing two different documents oh no worries that. no worries it's all good there there are no more like there's no no additional links or anything it's just like cues for myself mm-hmm. so and, mm-hmm. and they're mostly gibberish so <laughs> probably would not be exceedingly helpful to to put them in place so no worries thanks though oh looks like that point was redundant um, so I'll just move that link down. Oh, hello. Just move that link down there. No worries. Let's see. Where did, where was it? Uh, here we go. This morning I was, um, like editing this document on my phone while I was, uh, biking over to church. Yeah. Cause I had, I had like a YouTube video, uh, playing in the, in the background while I was, I was biking. And, um, and somehow I managed to like remove the, the, you know, clickable link but only off of like the first like seven characters of the link. Oh no. It was it was really weird. <laughs> that is not the thing. Oh, you know what? Oh yeah. Uh, where did I put that? Where did I put that video? Oh, there it is. Okay. Workforce of people. Good, good, good. Okay. Wait, is this the one? Or is this Which one? Oh no, this is this is CGP Grey. Um Gotcha. Yep. Let's see, this is, ah, this is the one from, in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently they, uh, they're they doing, like, a two-part episode of that one, um, and the second part has not come out yet, where the second part is where they're going to be talking about possible solutions, and I'm like, that's what I need more of. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everybody's talking about the problem. Um, mm, yeah, let's see, where can I put that thing in here? Oh, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, uh, who ex- who would have thought that I would have a Polygon article in here? Yeah, but it makes sense. It makes <laughs> sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a number of people who are contractors and who who have been contractors for places like EA, and mm-hmm. um, well, now everything else I can think of is like a subsidiary of uh, EA. So I guess <laughs> that I guess is a good portion of that of the industry, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess like everyone's worked for EA and mostly on contract. Um, but, well, yeah, yeah, I remember back in like the days of eight bit. Uh, it felt like every other week I was, you know, reporting on some some uh, um, story about like, yeah, yeah, yeah this uh, development studio just finished with a uh, a big, you know, game project, and now they're firing sixty percent of their staff. Yeah, and then you know later on, it's like, ah, oh, they're hiring a bunch for their next project, and yep, yeah, yeah. and like so in in my industry too, in, in the ad world, it's very very common to not and and it's usually not even treated as like a hiring firing sort of situation Mm -hmm. um because that like usually an agency will have full-time employees that are like the core of any particular client and like at time at times there are like when if if like a company loses a bunch of clients all at once all the madmen um 
yeah. then yeah, at times there at times there are layoffs. Um, but generally speaking, now nowadays um, that's a lot less um, uh, a, a lot less volatile. Uh, knock mm-hmm. on particle board. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 thing about uh, the thing about it though is there are a lot of shops that have popped up that are essentially just like they have a network of freelancers um, and like just a few core staff. And then when they mm-hmm. get a project, the core staff, like, sure, they manage the project and they, they probably have like creative directors and, and some folks who are in a more executional kind of, uh, kind of role. Um, but, uh, a lot of times they'll bring in freelancers who they know can hop on a project quickly. Um, they know do good work and, you know, stuff like that. It's less common in creative tech uh, as it is in like, um, if you're actually like executing on a campaign piece or something, but um, mm-hmm. it's pretty prevalent in the industry. Um, and I'm, I'm sure about something that uh, spread over to games or vice versa, because um, it's, it's been part of the way ad agencies and creative agencies have done business for as long as there have been such things. And I know there are a lot of folks who overlap between uh, game and film and in the ad world. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, freelancers, one of the things that uh, the video from, uh, in a nutshell, because yeah. um, I can never say like the German version of their yeah. <laughs> of their channel name. Um, it's pronounced uh, Schadenfreude. Talking... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they um, were talking about this uh, piece of software that its its job is basically uh, to manage like uh, freelancers yep. for particular projects, right? And so what it does is it like um you know the like the person who wants this this project done inputs like the parameters for it and then the software figures out like which pieces of this project can be automated and then it you know goes out and like hires a bunch of people yeah. uh to do the other parts um and all the while while these freelancers are doing their jobs uh it's gathering data about how they do their jobs <laughs> so that it can better automate things next time oh, no. <laughs> and have to, and 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 it, and then it won't have to you know hire as many freelancers the next time right right <sighs> no i i get that and yeah. i i say oh no is my immediate reaction because the those are some, those are some of my friends you're talking about but <laughs> i get mm-hmm. I, I get you though um and like fiverr is another one of those fiverr f-i-v-e-r-r i think is what it's called Okay. Of course, it's got two R's. This might this might be the this might actually be the thing to which you're referring. Um, I could be wrong though. I'm putting it in yonder fringe, um, but essentially people sign up and like like the way that this started was essentially you would you would be a freelancer and then you would do work for like you would like make somebody a logo for five bucks, which is like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. <laughs> kind of but no not really um and that's that's kind of how things get a little bit dicey with with services like this and you know even stuff like uber and and lyft and and postmates too because Mm -hmm. um the the determination of value is now no longer the same thing and so people might you know yeah yep the race to the bottom has to stop at some point yeah Right, like no no graphic designer should work for five dollars an hour unless they're, um, unless it's like a part of, unless and even then a part of an internship. I think that, um, that's that's a little mm-hmm. dicey, but yeah, 
Anyhow. Okay. Um, all right. I am satisfied with these show notes as they are, which is uh, a monumental thing for me to say. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, so let's do this thing. Let's indeed. Uh, let me put in a marker. Sure, sure. I believe in Audacity. That's M. Is that right? Or Control M? Uh, yeah, Control. It's Control M on Windows and on. Um, I'm on Linux right now. On Mac OS. Ah, yeah, it's probably Control M as well. Um, but on Mac OS, of course, because Control M is actually minimized. It's Command um, M. I think it's Control Comma. Oh. It, well, it's well, yeah, yeah. Command but it's comma. Co- it's Command Comma. Interesting, because yeah. Command Comma usually opens up preferences in every other app. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, oh well. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so marker. That's that's kind of ties back to this idea of what happens when we hit the technological singularity, because then like the um, things that computers will be looking Brandon, you for still there? or valuing can't hear you anymore. Uh, is totally totally different. Uh-oh. Ian, still there, my man? Oh no, I lost him. All right, let's pause for a second while I figure out what is going on. Did we lose connectivity entirely? Good morning, you. I hear. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> well, and you, you know, the nice thing about it is that um, we didn't actually lose any of that in the recording. So, you know, I'm, yeah. What? Wait a minute. Oh, no. Wait a minute. What? Um. Okay, good, good, good. <sighs> like a new window? Or, oh, oh, I know what you mean. Track down below. Yeah. Okay. Um, so since we started a new track, we should probably do a clap for to synchronize the second track with mine again. Agreed. We should do a second clap uh, okay. on your mark. Yep, my mark. Three, two, one. That was perfect. That's Excellent. An hour, an hour, eleven thirty for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm at a. <laughs> I'm now at one fifteen since uh, I did not stop recording. Gotcha, which makes sense because I was the only one who could ever possibly know that it was my bad. <laughs> right. Uh, this would be funny if I put the like stick this into the fringe and it's just like a jumbled mess. Yeah, um, that's all right. I'm cool with it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, take have care. a good one. Oh, I forgot. I, I I stumbled all over your outro, didn't I? No, that's a, no. You know, no, no. That is amazing because. Uh, you can just say take care and I can cut it and put it in wherever because, you know, our, our tracks are completely independent. Yes, so good. So good. My, my tracks are particularly independent because I'm on a, a second track already right now. But the first track is no longer yep. recording. So we're fine. I will get this set up for you. Um, how would you like cool. me to send it? 
Um, let's see. You are in Audacity, so you, uh, yeah, I think the best way would just be to like zip it up and uh, and send it to me either like you know through the S3 Dropbox or something like that. Sure, sure. Actually, I have a proposition for you. Uh, yep. Mozilla has like this file thing that they just started. I hope it works better than the pizza.file. Oh, is this pizza.file? No, this is I don't send. know. I, I, Brian is, tried to use pizza.file one time. Oh, this is send, uh, send.firefox.com. Okay. So what I'll do... Um, I, so this has to be under a gig, though, which this might not be. Uh, I'll yeah, since go. we've been going... Whew. And, uh, uh, fun fact. Yeah? We've been recording for... Uh, I think Three just hours. about as long, if not longer, than um, than Ryan and I recorded when we did all four of those second opinion <laughs> episodes all at once. That that is true. I think, uh, yeah, we 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 do tend to uh, have have lots of things to say. However, to 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 mitigate that a little bit, there was about forty minutes of fringe, plus yep. some more yep. time when my Wi-Fi dropped out. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm sure you know I've got. Uh, Luckily here, I have like nine whole days until um, I my self-imposed schedule dictates that I need to post this. Um, so, you know, I've got some time to listen through it and figure out if there's anything that we didn't need to actually say that I can discard. Nice. So, no worries. No worries. This yeah. is awesome, though. Thank you. Thank you. This is, uh, this is killer. I, I'm going to stop the recording now so I can start getting this okay. to you. Me too. Yep.